You ever wonder why you procrastinate? And wonder if you ever will stop procrastinating or if you can stop procrastinating? Well, this is the second part in the series that we're doing on procrastination. The first part, the previous episode, was why do we procrastinate? There were nine questions in a quiz that we had to answer that helped us get down to the root of why we procrastinate. If you did not listen to that episode, it would be a good idea to listen to that before you listen to this one. This week's episode is Just Get Started, Please. It's time to end procrastination. This episode picks up where we left off on the last episode, and we're going to now apply some personal experience and some practical principles that will help us look at and take charge of our procrastination and actually, in a lot of ways, eliminate procrastination. Yes, you can eliminate procrastination. You have to really understand the root, where it comes from, before you can actually know how to pluck the root up. So go back to the previous episode if you haven't listened to it and come back. So come on, let's take this journey together. You're listening to the Cultivation Hub podcast. The Cultivation Hub is a show that provides engaging content that educates and inspires individuals to live their best lives. The Cultivation Hub is the resource for human potential. So welcome to the Cultivation Hub with your host, Jeff Robinson. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Robinson, and welcome to the Cultivation Hub. We like to call it the resource for human potential. This is a new show where we just want to add value through education and inspiration while having some fun along the way. So welcome to the family, everybody. Let's take this journey together. So today's episode is called Just Get Started, Please. (laughs) How I Finally Overcame the Bondage of procrastination. So let's be honest, all of us procrastinate. Um, But why? Do you ever think about that? Why? Why do we procrastinate? Does this mean that something is wrong with us or is there some type of, uh, is this some type of mental disorder? What I have found out and what I've learned is there's a science dedicated to the study of procrastination. And I want to share some really, really great information from the experts that I believe will free you from the bondage of procrastination But I also want to share my personal victory and the tools that help me be more productive, get things done, and finally feel like I am no longer bound to chronic procrastination, Uh, that I can finally start checking things off my list and feel like I'm actually accomplishing something. I don't know about you, but there is nothing more stressful, uh, nothing that brings more anxiety than, you know, you got to do something and you got to get something done and you're approaching a deadline and you just, uh, and you put it off and you feel good for the moment that you put it off. But then you got all this anxiety and stress and worry because you put it off. You know, you should have gotten it done. You should have, you know, should have completed two weeks ago. Now you're down here at the last minute, you know, and now you're stressing over it. I mean, there's nothing, nothing more stressful than that, but, but I've been able to find some tools that have helped me really, really, I mean, and you feel good about yourself, uh, be more productive. Uh, so I want to share share with you some of those things that freed me uh, from the internal anxiety uh, that was always going on within me when it came to getting things done. So first, let's look at some of the science behind procrastination. I found two really good articles that I want to share some information that I want to share with you. Um, on procrastination and some of the science behind it. I think when you have a 
a, an understanding of the science behind something and, and, and awareness about it, it can kind of help, you know, knowledge is just power, you know, uh, and wisdom is just using that knowledge the right way, you know, so taking action and using that knowledge. So let's get some knowledge and get some of the science behind procrastination, I think will help help you out, help us all out. It helped me greatly. And I want to share with you. So there's an article I found. Uh, Dr. Joseph Ferrari did an article for the American Psychological Association on the psychology of procrastination, why people put off important tasks until the last minute. So I want to share some of his responses to an interview that he completed about that. So Dr. Ferrari says, everyone procrastinates, but not everyone is a procrastinator. We all put tasks off, but his research has found, and I thought this was very interesting, that 20% of US men and women are chronic procrastinators. They delay at home, work, school, and in relationships. These 20% make procrastination a part of their life. It's a way of life. So of course they procrastinate when it comes to stuff like filing your income tax. Um, you know, and that's something that we're going to probably use as an example during out the, uh, this show, which is an example that I want to share in my own personal experience and how that was one of the big things that I procrastinated on that uh, the tools helped me actually begin to uh, move past that. I, I was like four years behind in filing my income tax. You know, I procrastinated big time. So I definitely want to share as well as the science behind it, some of my personal the personal tools that helped me uh, really, really get free from the bondages of procrastination. And I am using the word bondages and bondage for a reason. And we'll talk more about that. So let's kind of continue on with uh, Dr. Ferrari's study here. He mentions that, OK, there's 20 percent based on his study and his research. 20 percent of Americans are, are chronic procrastinators. So when you put that in perspective, Dr. Ferrari says that number is higher than the people, than the number of people diagnosed with clinical depression or phobias. That is really interesting that there are more people who are clinical, who are chronic uh, procrastinators. And he wasn't necessarily saying it's a, cl a clinical disease or anything, but just chronic procrastinators. You just continually procrastinate and procrastination is a part of your way of life. But there's more people who are chronic procrastinators, let me get that word out, than people who are diagnosed with clinical depression. I thought that was really, really, really interesting. Very interesting fact. So then Dr. Ferrari also says the, that non-procrastinators focus on the task that needs to be done. He said non-procrastinators have a stronger personal identity and are less concerned about what's called social esteem, which basically is how others like us, as opposed to self-esteem, which is how we feel about ourselves. Non-procrastinators, and we're not talking about, and, and I wanted to point out also that Dr. Ferrari says, we all procrastinate, but we are not all procrastinators. Meaning we all put something off, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go to the gym today or, uh, I'm not going to go to the store today or I don't feel like, you know, doing this today. He said, we all procrastinate, but we're not all procrastinators, meaning chronic procrastinators. And that's an important um, 
thing to, to keep in mind because it's going to go into some of the things that really, really, really helped me uh, begin to be more productive and really get things done is, is, is that, that piece of awareness. But he also, but again, he says that non-procrastinators focus on the tasks that need to be done. They have stronger personal identities and are less concerned about social esteem, which is how others like us. And they are as opposed to being more concerned with self-esteem about how we feel about ourselves. That is going to be a really, really important factor that I am going to bring back up when I go back into my bring into some of the personal things that really helped me um, really just free from the bondages of, of procrastination because that was just a big beast for me. Also, I want to mention um, links to these articles and references. Will you can find all of this on our webpage at JROB United, J R O B united.com and if you go to the uh, podcast page and if you find the blog that's related to this particular episode this podcast which is referring to just get started please how i you know dealt with the uh, bondages of procrastination which is the name of the episode you can find the references and the links to the articles that i'm referring to and kind of check them out for yourself and do your own research and uh read the uh the stats and the data and the science behind the study of procrastination. So I just wanted to let you know that all this information that I'm that I'm referencing to, you can find on our website. So I think one of the first things, uh, if you look at some of the information that I shared from uh, from the American Psychological Association and from uh, Psychology Today, one of the first things that that begin to break the bondage of procrastination for me. And, and let me be clear. Let me be clear. And I want to go back to what Dr. Ferrari said earlier and I mentioned in his article. And once again, I'll say this again. And I'll say this throughout the podcast. All of this information and all of these links and all these resources you can find on the website. If you go to jrobunited, jrobunited.com and go to the podcast page and find the blog that pertains to this episode, which this episode is Just Get Started, Please. The title of this episode is Just Get Started, Please. How I Overcame the Bondage of Procrastination. Nation. You'll find the links and the references that I speak about um, in this. I'm speaking about in this podcast. So one of the first things, I mean, the first thing that begins to just begin to break the chains and set me free as it relates to procrastination was something I heard even Mel, Mel Robbins said. Mel Robbins is a great motivational speaker and uh, coach and trainer, someone who uh, I've been inspired by. But what I and, it, and and the science and there's science to back it up. But Mel Robbins said, first of all, you have to change your inner narration, your inner voice. What are you saying to yourself, your narrative? And you are not a procrastinator, per se. You just have a habit of procrastination or oh, procrastinating. Now, that may sound like nothing to you, but you have to understand uh, our narrative and, you know, how we think about ourselves is how we actually live out. You know, as a man thinketh, so is he. Where the mind goes, the man follows. I, like many people, labeled myself as a procrastinator, as if it was some type of 
title, you know, or if it was some type of uh, image, if it was some type of DNA, you know, oh, I'm just a procrastinator. Man. Oh, hey, look, I'm just a procrastinator. It is what it is. And you got to be careful with that narrative because then you be, you live that out. And so you begin to feel like, well, this is just the way I am. This is just is what it is. And procrastination, it is not it is not who you are. You just have a habit of procrastinating. Even if you go back to some of the articles that I mentioned uh, earlier, you'll find that the studies are saying it's not so much has anything to do with your identity. It's just you just it's a chronic habit, you know, and there are other things that could be the source of it, fears and insecurities or whatever, but it has nothing to do with your identity and who you are. That was the first thing that just broke it for me. I mean, to realize that, wait a minute, this isn't an identity. This is a habit. And what I do know is that all habits can be changed. Habits can be broken with practice. So that was the very, very first thing was to see and change my narrative to understand that I'm a procrastinator is not who I am. That's not my name. That's not my title. Uh, it's it's just a bad habit I have. Just like someone has a habit of whatever, you know, whether you chain smoke or whatever, you know, you, it's just a habit. So that was the very first thing. So I say that to you. That the first thing is you got to understand that procrastination is not who you are. It's just a bad habit that you have. And that for me just broke broke a lot of the chains for it. It didn't feel like it was just a part of my DNA. It didn't feel like it was something or someone I was just going to be for the rest of my life. Oh, this is a habit. Okay. Okay. Now that I look at it like that, you know, and or, or understand the revelation, get the revelation of that, it totally changed it for me. It completely changed it for me. And it gave me freedom and gave me hope that, okay, we can change this because I've changed habits before. I used to do this and now I don't do that. And you may have been the same way. You once smoked and now you don't smoke. You had a habit of drinking. Now you don't drink. You know, it's, it's, it's changed things. And then the revelation of that, we all procrastinate, but everyone's not procrastinate her. You know, meaning we all put stuff off. There's no sin and putting up, putting stuff off. Some stuff is for the best. No, I don't want to do that right now. Or you just don't feel like it. But it's the habit of procrastinating, the chronic procrastinator that becomes a problem and becomes detrimental in your life. So that was the first thing that I realized that I am not a procrastinator. I just have a habit of procrastinating. That was the first thing. So now there's the second thing. So the first thing I realized is I am not a procrastinator. I just have a habit of a a habit of procrastinating and habits can be changed, modified and broken. So that was the first thing. The second thing, then going into some of the research that, that was done and some of the articles that I mentioned, I had to really, really understand that now that I know that I have a habit of procrastinating, I had to kind of dig down and say, what is what am I what am I afraid of? Why, when it comes to tasks or certain tasks, that I just, and for me, it was just a lot of anxiety. Let's go back to the tax thing. Let's go using taxes. You know, people always procrastinate at the last minute. Well, I procrastinated for four years. I had from 2013, 14, 15, 16. <laughs> yeah, from 2013, 14, 15, 16. I uh, I procrastinated. 
I, you know, and I use the excuse, well, I travel so much and I'm gone and I'm this, I'm gone on this. But you got to think about it. And this is what I conversation I had to have with myself. Okay. I call myself a procrastinator. But why were there other things in my life that I got done? And that's the same even for chronic procrastinators. Even if you procrastinate about almost everything in your life, there are things you do get done. There are some things that you are doing. What is it about those things that you don't have stress about? And then you look at this particular like taxes or whatever or stuff in your relationship or stuff at work. What is it about that that brings up this energy and this anxiety? You know, and I had to go, what am I afraid of? What's the big deal? And for me, for me, the challenge was. I was afraid of one of the challenges was I was afraid of I was going to owe money uh, because I had been paying the IRS, uh, had to owe, pay, pay for like the last couple of years before that. And I think the fear of, oh, my God, I let it wait. I'm going to owe so much money. And if I do the taxes and I owe this money, it was, you know, I was stressed over money. That's really what it boiled down to. I was stressed over money. Then they're going to garnish my check. They're going <laughs> to. Well, but the, the thing is, you know, if I didn't hurry up and do the taxes and I got audited, guess what they were going to do anyway if I owed them some money, <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't see it like that. I was just a busy word about owing money. And then I had to really just face the fear. Okay, why? So what? what's the fear in that? Um, well, okay, you've owed him money before. And this is a conversation I had to have with myself. You've owed money before. You get on payment plans. You know, you make monthly payments, you know, like anyone else. And you, you handle it. So as I begin to just break down all the different fears, and then there was the fear of, oh, my God, I'm four years behind. I've got all, all this kind of stuff. And I want to share with you when it comes to when you look at that, when you look at a task and you look at it big like an elephant, there's an expression that says, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. OK, that sounds great. But in my head, I'm still seeing this elephant. So what I had to do was stop seeing the elephant as a whole and start seeing, I'll start on the leg. That 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 was it was what helped me, you know, instead of looking at, oh, this big elephant and you're still going, I'm starting at the leg, but you're looking at this big elephant. Let me focus on the leg and things that helped me. And I had I had taken a, a course on uh, time management that it had just completely transformed how I'm productive and how I get things done is, okay, taxes. I got four years of taxes to uh, to do. So I knew the first thing I had to do was gather all my information. So, you know, get my W-2s. And in my case, because I, I have a business, I had to, you know, do all the stuff with my mileage and all that. All that seemed daunting. I said, OK, first, let's get the stuff that we can get done quick. And what I learned in this time management course that I had taken was for me, and this may be a tip that can help you. One of the things that I learned was um, when you go to you set down some tasks, time it. One of the things why we could be so overwhelmed with task and task lists was that we don't really set out the time it takes to do it. So I knew to gather my W-2s and my 1099s and all that, you know, it said it would take about mm, an hour, something like that, a couple hours to get all that. So what I did was got my phone, set the timer 
I'm getting ready to do this particular task and it's going to take such and such time. And, and I'm going to bring someone on the show, too, to talk about that, because how to do task lists and stuff like that. One thing we fail to do is allocate. Well, I'm going to get all these 10 tasks done, but not realizing that you still got to work. You still got family. You still got this. And you don't think about the time it takes to do that. But what I do now is for every task I got to do, I allocate a time. So I knew it took it would take maybe an hour, take an hour to gather that information. I set my phone to 60 minutes. And then I sat down, got on my computer or wherever the resources was, and that hour was focused on getting that information. So if I had to go dig through boxes to search through stuff, or if I had to get on my computer, or if I had to send a text to you know, someone, hey, can you send me this 1099? That hour was focused on doing that. And you will be amazed if you do that, how you get stuff done and how productive you are. And then when the alarm went off in an hour, I took a break. I took a break. I sat down for about five minutes, you know, took a break, maybe got something to eat. And there was more I had to do. And I had, and it was like, okay, here's another hour or 30 minutes, maybe do it in 30 minute increments, you know, and you take a five minute break, but you sit down and you focus and you set the timer on your phone for 30 minutes, for 60 minutes, whatever it is. And you will be amazed at how much you get things done. That was another step. And that was the second step that helped me uh, really just free myself from the bondage of procrastination. Number one, realizing that I, it is not who I am. It is not my label. It is just a bad habit I have. And habits can be broken. And then I had to, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. You got to eat and you will be amazed. And what I do to eat to to in order to to eat that elephant, I time myself. I set a task and I set a time into it and I sit down and I focus on it. And it's that focus that really helps me begin to knock stuff out. And you you will be amazed if you set a timer. And I really want to encourage you to try that, that when you write your tasks out, uh, as you write out your task, groceries, this, whatever it is, set a time to it. So if you say, I'm only going to do, I got to go get groceries and I am only going to spend 30 minutes in this store, then set it, go make your list out. When you walk into the store, turn on your phones to turn on the timer, turn the timer on and, and, and hold yourself to it. You know, knowing that you have another task in another 15 minutes. So you got to load the groceries, get in the car, unload the groceries, get in the house so that you can start your next task. Set your set it, whatever the task is, you'll be surprised. I got a so I got so much done because I set timers to that um, that helped me really focus because it's that focus that allows you to really, really start chewing away at that elephant. The third thing is. You've got to solicit the support of your community. I am a firm believer that you are nothing without your community. Everybody has to have a community. If in that community, your tribe, your posse, your homies, your homegirls, whatever. And I don't mean just people you're just cool and you're drinking and you're hanging out with or whatever it is you do. But I'm talking about those people who hold you accountable. These are the people that you share your truth with. These are the people that understand you and know you. They know your flaws. They know you have a habit of procrastinating and will hold you accountable and you will allow them 
to hold you accountable to be your best. I'm not just talking about just associates and acquaintances. And if you don't have those people or that person, it could be your significant other. It can be your partner, your wife, husband, whatever. Or it can be a cousin. It can be, you know, one of my um, tribe members or one of the people in my community is my cousin. I have a cousin who lives in California. Hey, cuz, I hope you're listening. Who lives in California. And uh, she checks me. <laughs> she will check me. In fact, it's probably probably we're probably overdue for a conversation for her to check in and go, okay, what's happening? And I love her. I love about her because she's a she's spunky, she's spontaneous. When she wants something, she goes after it. Um, some people like to call use that term hustle. She 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 will get her hustle on, man, and uh, which is why she's so successful and why she does so well in, in her life. But um, she was one of the people in regards to the taxes and we'll do that as, as the something that I needed to get done. She was one of the people that was part of my community, my cousin. She was part of that. So I remember telling her she was getting on me about something and you say you're going to do this and you don't do it. And she she reminds me that, Jeffrey, you always say you're going to do this. But then I talk to you again and man, you know, and I didn't want her to say that to me again. That was part of the motivation as well. I didn't want her to say that to me again. But also the thing in regards to the taxes was, I was thinking now, listen here, crazy guy, you keep going not filing taxes. And I just seen some celebrity or somebody on television who <laughs> was being uh, chased down by the IRS because they hadn't filed taxes. So I was thinking, uh, not that you're any kind of celebrity, but you, this could be you. So it was those things that motivated me too, but also having that community to someone hold me responsible. And I was like, I'm gonna have this done by someone. She said, okay, I'm gonna, we'll see. We'll see, you say that all the time. And it was something about that that just went through me. And I didn't want her to have to say again, cause you said you were gonna do this and you didn't do it. I, did, I didn't want it. So it goes back to some of those things, maybe it was a fear of failure, but it was this case, the fear of failure is what caused me not to procrastinate. But either way, I had someone in my tribe, in my community that was holding me accountable. You got to do that. So maybe tell somebody, tell somebody, listen, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next 45, 60 days. OK, and give them permission to hold you accountable. You'll be amazed at what you will accomplish and what you will get done. So that's the third thing. First thing is change the narrative. You're not a procrastinator. You have a habit of procrastinating. The second thing is, um, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. And the third thing is to is solicit the support of your community. The fourth and final thing that I wanted to share with you, the tip that I want to share that helped me to really free myself from the bondages of procrastination is celebrate small victories. That sounds so Pollyanna. That sounds so oh, mushy, mushy, mushy. But oftentimes we're so busy working and trying to win, we never be, we're never present and in the moment. And, and if you don't reflect on how far you've come, you will get frustrated at how far you have to go. Meaning, if you're so busy looking at the elephant, I gotta eat this elephant, 
and you're looking at all the remains you have left, you won't see that you've eaten the legs, you've eaten the this, and you've eaten this, and okay, all you have is just the midsection. You won't see what you've accomplished because you're so busy looking at, wow, I still got this to go. I still got this to go. Not realizing you've made so much and you've gotten, you've gained so much ground. So you have to celebrate the victory. So if you said you're going to lose 10 pounds in 30 days or 40, 60 days, and you've lost two, pause. And I don't mean celebrate by go eating a whole cake, but just be present in it. Man, I did this. I did it. I did it. Each victory helps you win another. Each victory helps you win another. And when you stop and pause and look at how far you've come, it makes you feel better. It makes you feel better because you got to remember you were at zero. You were at 250. Now you're at 245. Yeah. And ask anyone whether it's weight, whether it's getting your taxes done. But let's just use weight as an example. As anyone that has lost something, it's just a feeling you get to know that, man, okay, it pushes you to do more. So those are the four tips that I wanted to share that personally helped free me from the bondages of procrastination. And again, it doesn't mean that I don't put stuff off, you know. As Dr. Ferrari said in a previous in the previous episode that I shared with you, everybody procrastinates, but everyone isn't. Everyone doesn't necessarily. Um, everyone is not necessarily a chronic procrastinator. That's a totally different thing. And I was definitely that a chronic procrastinator. Um, but don't beat yourself up because you decide that I'm not going to go to the gym today. If you've been going five days a week and you just decide not to go today. That's, you know, that's that doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't make you a procrastinator. You just I don't want to do it today. You know, but now if you start going three times a week, uh, I don't think I want to go. Then it's four. Then now we, we we're, we're getting into the habit of procrastinating, but still not who you are. You just got a bad habit. So just remember that. Just remember that. Share those things. You know, you're not a procrastinator. You just have a habit of procrastinating. You got to. Number one, number two, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Number three, solicit the support of your community. And then number four, celebrate small victories. So that's our show today. We thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope there's something that was said that will help you be your best, live your best, and celebrate your best life. That's all for this episode of The Cultivation Hub. Be sure to head over to jrobunited.com to learn more about our various programs, upcoming events, and other ways we can serve you. While you're there, sign up for our e-newsletter, check out our blog for show notes, and share your reviews on this episode. Keep visiting our website for upcoming prizes and giveaways. And remember that being a resource for your human potential is why we are here at The Cultivation Hub.